This is exactly right. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to a bonus-ode of Bananas, the Bananas Podcast. Bonus-ode. Where we give you advice, we answer questions. I think it's mostly advice, though, at this point. I'm here, of course, with Scotty Landis. Hi, Scotty. That's Kurt Brownoller. We saw each other last night at a holiday party. It was a very, very fun time. Well done party. Yes, it was super fun. There was bowling. Anytime there's bowling at a party, you know it's a good party. Yeah, bowling and it's not is at so a underrated. Lane. Yeah, it's Hands underrated. Down. It's it very fun. It's getting too expensive in a lot of places. Yes. Like those fancy bowling alleys that cost you $100 to bowl two games. It's ridiculous. Cuckoo. It's a working man sport. It's a blue collar sport. Yeah. It's a it should be cheap. You should eat bad food. But last night we ate great food. It was very fun. I walked up to the bartender and ordered two vodka sodas as my first order, and that set the tone for a very fun evening. I um I remember the bowling alleys we used to go to in Jersey. Yeah. Classic high school activity in Jersey yeah. because there's Something nothing to do. To do. Yeah. Does it go to the mall or bowl or go to a diner? Those were our three mm-hmm. things. Pretty good. But then when I got to college and I would come oh home for like Thanksgiving or Christmas, we would go yeah. bowling. And then all of a sudden I could drink. And Very it was fun. what a delight to get. And that's where I started drinking. Do mm. you remember these, mm. these Michelob bottles in the 90s that Loved were it. like shaped almost like like a curvy, a like yeah. a curvy butt plug. <laughs> a long, a long curvy butt plug. Remember yes, those? Did. Classy bottle, great bottle. Bring bottle. it back, Michelob. <laughs> that was the ultra. It was. It was like it started, started narrow, got a little fatter, and then came back in again. Mm. I and think it was again. supposed to be like a curvy lady that you're drinking out of the top of her head. I love those bottles. Michelob had gold label, and then Michelob Light had silver label, it so and they good. they looked like bowling pins a little bit in their own way. That's a fun. That My is family fun. Uh, bowls the day after Thanksgiving because yes. Baltimore is a big bowling city, and it has very weird bowling duck pin, which is small pins, three balls instead of two big or two rolls of two. I guess whatever ten pin balls or whatever they're called. But yeah, duck pin bowling is they it's very regional. It's really hard to get a strike, but you get to roll three balls that are about as big as a grapefruit. 
It's very fun because kids can do it as well as adults. Yeah. And apparently in like the 50s, 60s, and 70s, in over the weekends, they had something called Bowling for Dollars. That was like a public TV show. Oh. And you got like a dollar for every pin you knocked down over 10 frames. And people would just watch people making, you know, $110. <laughs> I like that. Wouldn't you watch that now? I that's if it was a ten bucks background. a pin. Ten bucks a pin nowadays. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if we could get KTLA to let you host bowling for dollars. Yeah, I mean the thing is, is that what I mean, like, so how many games would you watch? Do you remember the TV show? It was a little before my time, but it was apparently a hit. Like people really look forward to it, and it would just be like regular folks, and you'd go duck pin bowling and. Yeah, you know, you get a seven, and you made seven dollars. I love that's it. fun. Look, I mean, we don't need to get KTLA to do it. We, yeah, we can make that it. show right yeah. now and put it up, right? Yeah, we could. I mean, also if we just did it for a dollar pin, we could afford to do it right now. We could oh, just yeah. uh, right. That's the re- that's the issue. We need the money. <laughs> we need the budget. We need a sponsor. So if you want to sponsor the Banana Boys filming a. I don't know. We could tie it to charity somehow, but oh, a, hell a, yeah. a bowling for dollars out here. What if you're fun. bowling for charity? I mean, like that's the way you tie it to charity, right? Yeah, that would be fun. Anyways, but, bowling is so fun, and it's like you know they closed Pickwick Bowl. I know. I was just gonna say. Do you remember that night that we went to Pickwick Bowl? Yeah. We had a drink across the street, and I was like, "Let's go bowling." And we went yeah. across the street. We bowled. They had a bar. That was Great like bar. walking into a cross between uh, Pulp Fiction and the Wild West, and yeah. it and it was empty, yes. and that's why Pickwick closed. But it was delightful. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, saloon doors. It had weird, like yes. patent leather red booze mm-hmm. and old woodwork. And yeah, you could get a beer and greasy food for nothing. It is funny that you said that though. Like so many things that I love that close. My memories. The reason I love them is because nobody was there. Yeah. Yes. And you're like, oh yeah, business takes That's income. Why. You have to make a profit. <laughs> uh, that is how capitalism works. My and favorite uh, places are always the empty ones. Just dead. And that is. I'm see we're supporting them though. We're trying to keep them we're alive. Twice they a year are. I'd go there and spend $17. I mean, that's <laughs> money in the bank, folks. <laughs> Man. But yeah, last night was fun and they had two bowling lanes and it was just good. We never we live so much on Zoom life doing the podcast that like even Katie Levine, our great producer, we never see Katie in person like yeah. four times a year. So it was great to see everybody and all the nice people that work for Exactly Right were so lovely to chat to. I felt like everybody was in a great mood yeah. last night. Also, I was talking with my friend Bobby, and um, mm-hmm. he's a, he, he rides a Peloton in his basement. Is he a hashtag Bananimals Peloton So he joined hashtag Bananimals, <laughs> and he's like, there's like 36 people in, in the Bananimals Peloton group. So right. if you're on Peloton, you can go get a hashtag Bananimals. Kurt, you got to get on between now and the new year. Just hop on one, and I, can you start one? I don't know how Peloton works. How do you it's make not, a club? It's not like the hashtag is just like you put it in your user thing. I guess maybe oh. you can just like send a message to everyone with that hashtag or something, being like, let's ride on Friday. But it's not like you see the people or even kind of know they're there. I don't think you can go into like a private room and only see and only race mm. against people in your hashtag. But I don't know because yeah, I we gotta find out. have never <laughs> done. I have no I have no hashtag. I have no group 
that I'm a part of on Peloton. I also want to say one more little thing because we're you and I are about to fly to Philly and Pittsburgh, so yep. this will come out after those. I'm so looking forward to those shows. That's also, they're going to be, really gonna be wintry. It might be yes. snowy, which is going to bring the enthusiasm up. You'd exactly. think it would put a damper on things, but it won't. Yeah, because I'm you and I are going to be. It's our last two shows of the year. We're going to let it. We're going to burn it out. We're yeah, going to turn it out. We're going to burn it out. Fun. So I'm really looking I, forward to it. What they so we did a bunch of great shows this year, and at I think two or three of those shows, when we were meeting people and taking pics and stuff afterwards, we had bananas that were like, "Hey, my friend wanted to come. She's a huge fan, or he wanted to come. He's a huge fan, mm-hmm. but they are embarrassed because in 2020, when you had the banana phone, they relied on you too much, or they exposed too much, right. or they." It was too parasocial, and then those people are embarrassed. And I just want to say to anybody who listens to Bananas who relied on the banana phone too much in 2020 and 2021, don't worry about it. Don't worry. One, I won't remember. I have a great memory. Not from 2021 or 2020. (laughs) If you don't walk up to me and go, I'm the person that cried to you all the time. You don't have to say it. You You are absolved. Yes. Curdy B and I love you. Don't feel weird. That was the weirdest, most stressful year for almost exactly. all of us. Exactly. Don't worry you about that are, at all. You're also, involved. in general, everyone, no one, no one is thinking about you. Yes. It's They're fine. just thinking about themselves. <laughs> That's, That's right. such a freeing thing to think about. It's really When true. you leave a party, om- like no one is saying, eh, I wonder why uh, that person leaned against the bar for so long and didn't no. speak to anybody. No, they just didn't notice. They didn't. They, they're not thinking about you. They're thinking about the thing they think is embarrassing that they did yes. at the bar party. That's it. That's it. That's how everyone's concerned with just that. Absolutely. That is so real. And so, yes, if you don't. So anyways, it was like two people that should have been at live shows having fun with us. You don't have to tell me who you were or that you yeah. you. Well, you know, went through a horrible time. We all went through a You are forgiven. You're absolved. Come on out and laugh. And you don't have to tell me. But to the friends who were sweet enough to say they really love you guys and so, you know, they were embarrassed to come, come. We don't yes. care. We, exactly. You are forgiven. Weird years. Also, we introduced the phone. It's on us. <laughs> So anyways, that's all I wanted to say because I, it did happen more than once in this last tour. And I'm like, it's fine. It's three years ago. That is yes. water under the banana bridge. So here is uh, – so uh, on these bonus odes, we give advice. And mm-hmm. uh, here is our first question for advice. Beautiful. Hi, Kurt and Scotty. My name is Rachel. I'm a 39-year-old woman who just started taking karate classes for the first cool. time with my kids. And it's super fun, uh, but also very intense. And I'm a very peaceful person, so it's weird to learn how to hurt people, you know? Anyway, we've had two sparring nights so far where we actually fight other people. And both times, I've broken down crying after. I mean, like, full-on sobbing. And couldn't figure out why. Like, I wasn't hurt. I wasn't upset. I don't have any past, you know, like, abuse trauma that was coming up. Nothing like that. Uh, It felt more physical. And so I did some research and found out that that's how some people release after an adrenaline rush like some people Mm. laugh some people get Mm -hmm. hungry some people go to sleep some people cry uncontrollably in the bathroom (laughs) in shame you know um but i hate (laughs) this because it's embarrassing i don't normally cry in front of people i feel embarrassed about it i feel like it makes me look weak and like i can't handle it like oh poor little mom can't handle karate i can 
Um, but it's called an adrenaline dump, which is an unfortunate name. So right. apparently adrenaline dump uh, by crying. So my question finally for you is, uh, if I start crying in front of people, which like I said is very embarrassing, makes me feel like a weakling, is there some fun bananas explanation I can give for why I'm suddenly crying that doesn't involve me giving this whole adrenaline dump explanation that I've given you. I would love any advice that you have. Love you guys. Mm. Uh, first off, awesome that you're taking karate with your kids. That's so cool. I love it. So fun. Also, who cares? I mean, I, I, I could see why that would be embarrassing, especially when you're trying to maybe be a cool, strong parent in that situation. But that seems really funny. Also, when somebody's crying and laughing, it's one of the funniest things in the world. Yeah. Like, you know, like if you've ever been to a funeral and then afterwards you're talking outside and everybody's still upset, but then it's just like, should we go do this fun thing? And then you're laughing and crying. It's like actually a beautiful moment when those two things collide. Um, I also, you know, I experience adrenaline dumps a lot, especially on stage. I bet. Um, and then, you know, I come down, you know, it's, and then of course, that's why it's always hard to do two shows because you do one show and then you have this huge dump of adrenaline and then you have to just like sit quietly and reset and then do another hour long show. And then you're supposed to expect to just go to bed, especially because you have to then wake up and fly the next day. And it's always the, the most difficult. And um, I'm not suggesting you deal with it the way I deal with it, um, which is vodka sodas. (laughs) That would be really funny if right after karate, you just pounded vodka sodas. Um, But I, you know, what you can always say is once you start crying is you can just say, I'm not upset. My cheeks are thirsty. That's all. That's what you can say. I would say. (laughs) Yes, uh, but yeah, you can also spin it towards joy. You could also come up with a childhood story of that when you were a child, you were, you didn't have enough money to afford toys, so your grandmother painted a face on a board, and that board was your best friend. And every day you carried that board every day, and then one day a neighborhood kid, a bully, chopped that board in half with his fist, and every time you do karate and throw a kick or a punch, it reminds you of your only beloved toy. Maybe his name, maybe it was just named um, Maple. Maybe Maple <laughs> was your best friend growing up. And it just brings back memories that make you cry tears of joy thinking back to a long, long time ago. You can also say that when you were a child, um, your parents didn't have a lot of money, and one year mm-hmm. Bruce Lee brought all of your Christmas presents oh, for you. Yes, yeah, and that, and so every time you do karate, you're reminded of Bruce Lee's kindness, and you're overwhelmed with gratitude. That's very nice, because then they'll be like, "I don't think she's old enough to have been alive <laughs> at the same time as Bruce Lee," and you can let them Google on the drive home. <laughs> um, but also, like, uh, you can. I guess you have probably have to wear your karate gi or whatever. They probably make you wear an outfit, but if not, uh, just make a shirt that say, these are tears of joy. I'm loving this. And then karate mm-hmm. rolls on the back and just let people go. She's just having a ball over Ooh. there. Or you know what we could do is I bet out there somewhere is like a tiny tea towel in the shape of a karate gi. That's and if fun. you bring that and then just are dabbing, your tears away with a tiny gi. Yes, that's right. <laughs> like a doll's gi. <laughs> I think that's very funny. 
My other belt is a Kleenex. Also a good idea for a shirt. Um, but don't, don't feel bad about it. And I also, yeah, I can understand you. Uh, but also you could say it so short. You could say, um, when when I get adren- when I have an adrenaline dump, I cry. It's crazy, but it's so funny to me. And then people go, that is funny. They won't think you're weird. I had a friend come over, and I think I told this on the podcast a while ago, but she saw that I had a pellet gun for coyotes, mm-hmm. um, and she had never shot it. And you gave me those targets that when you hit the target, it kicked a can like 20 feet in the air. So fun. So fun. And she had never fired any type of weapon ever in her whole life. And I showed her how and loaded it and cocked the pellet gun for her. And she shot it. And the can, ding, great satisfying sound. Hit the target. Can shoots up in the air. And she bent over and handed me the gun and sat down because she said she had an orgasm. What? what that's amazing on on my deck at the old cabin uh i won't name her she also might be a guest at some point just just a friend we somebody i've never had any a single romantic moment with at all just a friend but it was something about like she was scared to shoot it she had never done it before then she did it and then she hit the target and the response was so big that she was overcome with feelings of like joy and satisfaction and she sat down on an adirondack chair and said i'm sorry i just had an orgasm (laughs) and it she's never said anything remotely like that before or since but something about firing that and releasing that adrenaline that boom boom, it it set her uh she was firing away and also i think rachel you can be pretty happy that you cry at your children's karate class rather than have to go into the bathroom and have an orgasm true think about what could happen to you i love that yeah make a yes it, that's, <laughs> that's that's right make a short much list more of difficult to explain that's right <laughs> you're actually doing great crying it's one of the best responses i think so have. yeah wow. um it's you're funny cool. if you could cry and while you're crying go, I'm happy. <laughs> yes, that's right. If these are tears of joy, lean in towards the yeah. joy of it. And also I bet it goes away. I bet you get more and more comfortable with it and it goes away. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Here's another one. Hello, Banana Boys. My name is Maggie, and I'm in Arizona. Um, I am looking for some bananas advice. I Mm. am turning 23 next week, and I'm going to be graduating with my bachelor's in biochem next month. (laughs) And so I'm just kind of having a quarter-life crisis. I have a really stable life where I'm at. I have a full-time job lined up for graduation, and um, 
we're going to be here for a while because my long-term boyfriend is going to be starting a PhD program, um, which, as you might have heard, are very long. That's hard. Um, and I'm kind of just struggling with, like, what my new goals are going to be like, like how to make friends here, how to be a grown-up but also not be boring. I don't know. I feel so old and also, like, I haven't done oh, anything fun <laughs> for, like, four years. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like, any advice on hobbies or how to make good friends or do fun things without spending a shit ton of money because I have student loans. Um, thank you, and I love the show. Thank you, Maggie. First and foremost, um, you're, you're younger than you'll ever be right now. You True. are younger than you'll ever, ever be. You'll always be older than you are right now. So That's you're right. not old. You're not no. old at all. You're so, so young. And wh- how exciting. You get yeah. to go out into a city and make friends. A city that you are probably a little bit familiar with, at least, since you've mm. been there for four years. Yeah. Were you living Sign off up for campus? everything. Right? Sign up for every damn thing. Sign up for everything. The way Kurt and I got to know each other, I have no interest in being an actor whatsoever. I saw Kurt perform a few times, thought he was so funny. I signed up for his level one improv class. Mm-hmm. Anybody that knows me knows that that is the equivalent of me going to the dentist every day <laughs> for a year. I did not want to be on stage and performing at all. But I, I was like, I'm going to take a chance. Sign up for also, also, my level one improv class was, was real... Real theatery, touchy feely. Did I have you do that exercise, Caligula? I don't remember. Where that, everyone, that like, I think it was everyone just like rolls around on the ground together. Do you remember no, doing that? We definitely no, definitely didn't do okay, that. Great. But one time, Dion Flynn came in, and we all ended up shaking our like fourth chakras in the air and oh. inhaling <laughs> through our sphincters, and then shaking our crotches <laughs> in the air as hard as we could. <laughs> And some of the people in that class were like just businessmen that were like yes. just getting out of the house and doing yeah. something. And I just remember them like looking at me like, what the hell did I sign up for? <laughs> um, but that's so, yeah. One thing is, is like uh, out here with people that are aspiring to be like writers and, and actors and stuff, I always say to them, give yourself until 30 to figure out what you're great at. So you're 23, you already have a degree, you have a job. So mm-hmm. you have a lot of things sort of guaranteed yeah i would encourage you to spend the next seven years trying everything now i know things cost money it's not like every day you can jump out of a plane and go skydiving no but if you live near a real city it is shocking how many uh subcultures and things are going on on all around you at all times you just got to show up and if you can start to make new friends, especially if you have one or two buddies, new friends, old friends who will say yes to everything. Yeah. Man, go to every gallery opening. Go to every live show. If there's a dumb thing in the park, if they're doing city lights, go do city lights. You just if they're doing a thing at the zoo where it's the zoo after hours, go because it's a it's amazing how everybody wants to do things and all it ever takes is one person to be like, I'm doing this. Who wants to come? And usually somebody will say yes. My recommendation would be like, oh, Arizona? Oh, get like, go get sign up for a group that goes hiking and go to some slot canyons. Arizona has amazing slot canyons. Like the nature in Arizona is actually like breathtakingly beautiful and gorgeous. Even if you live in Phoenix, like, 
an hour and a half drive away from Phoenix, and you are in massive nature that's gorgeous. Uh, Tucson is also a really fun place to visit. Go for a weekend in Tucson. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, oh, if you like bike riding, I don't know if you do, like look up your local critical mass and go to that and make friends there. That's fun. Everybody's riding their bike together. You'll never feel more free than with like 300 other bicyclists like going down a main, main thoroughfare in a city at night. It's so fun. Never turned down a good invitation, too. It's uh, it's amazing how many people say they're going to show up and then don't. It's mm-hmm. actually shocking. And my my good old buddy Steve from way back in the day said, uh, people matter, places don't. And so if a person that you like at all is like, hey, I'm doing this thing, and you look and you go, oh, my God, it's like four hours away, go. Yeah. You, you got to go. Because you're going for the person, and you're not going like – it's so easy. You're going to run out of steam one day and you're going to be tired and old. And then you have all the time in the world to be inside your house. Yeah. And you could read those books and listen to those records and watch those movies. Right now, where you got a little gas in the tank, just doesn't matter. Push yourself to get out there and do everything you can do. People matter. Places don't. It's good advice. And I would, you know what? Like, I don't, we don't know what kind of person you are, right? No. The kind of person no I am. The kind of people, like, I took a woodworking class. Yeah. And I, I all I want to do is take more woodworking classes right. and hang out with those people. Because yeah, I fun. like the type of people who are, like, making things with their hands. And I like making stuff. Because it's yeah. like, my whole life is spent in my head just thinking and coming up with ideas. And then to turn that off and just have to physically make something. And then at the end of the day, like I, I work most of my, most of the projects I work on never see the light of day. I mm-hmm. work hundreds of hours on them. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. they simply disappear because some <laughs> fucking piece of shit in the mm-hmm. office is like, no. And then to like, just go and like walk away and come home with even something as dumb as yeah. a cutting board. Like that's, that's what right. I made in my woodworking class. And I use it every single day, and I'm very proud of my dumb cutting board. Yeah. Arts, crafts, outdoor activities, indoor activities. Sign up for anything that you've never done that you feel safe doing. It seems like you're in the you're about to hit the prime of your life. So oh, just yeah. say yes to everything. It's yes so to fun. everything. Uh, you know, I met a ton of people out here. Uh, right, a, right when I moved out here, a friend of a friend was like, "Hey, we're all going to go see a play that Angela Lansbury is in." And I go, "Okay, I like Angela Lansbury. How old is she?" They were like, "She's like eighty something." Uh huh. And it was called like the Blythe Spirit, and it's like a farce. Everything falls apart. They're like, uh, yeah, it's like a, it's great. It's sort of a fun play. And I went and sat in a row with like ten people I didn't know. <laughs> And afterwards, I, t- I enjoyed it, and I said hi to everybody, and then they were all just circled up, and I could feel the conversation was dwindling. I was like, well, nice to meet everybody, and I just walked away mm-hmm. and went out and did something else. And it on the drive or on the Uber to the next place, I got like two texts like, so you just walk away, huh? You're the kind of person. I was like, yeah, I was done with the experience. And then the two people that texted me are now my like 10-year friends because they're like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to Black Cat to have a beer. They're like, can I come? And suddenly so it was just like my behavior wasn't I tried to scrape everything out of it I possibly could. It's like I had the experience. I politely said hello to everybody. I politely said goodbye to everybody. Yeah. And two people were like, I like that dude's style. I'm going to go hang out with that person. So <laughs> just put yourself in those situations knowing you can always 
tap your phone, get an Uber, and get out of there. That's a uh, thing. Show right? up. Show like, up. Like it's very it's fun to if you're putting yourself in situations where you feel a little bit uncomfortable, that's probably a good thing. Um, not We're not talking about like danger or anything no. like that. Uh, we're just talking about like, oh, I don't know. This is a little out of my comfort zone. That's but that. Then you're in a good spot. You're in the sweet spot. Remember that story? I did it, but I know we both loved it. Was the guy in San Francisco that was just trying to make friends. So he hosted free pancakes one weekend. And yes. like 150 people yes. showed up for pancakes. Yeah. Um. Was it Maggie? Uh, whoever yeah, the Maggie. caller was, Maggie. Um, figure out your pancake. What yeah. is your pancake? What is the thing you can do with friends or your neighbors or or your former students or whatever where you go, I'm making old El Paso family-style dinner tacos tonight, and I'm going to make 100 of them. Yes. And I, if you'd like to come over and eat some tacos, I'm making 100 hard-shell gringo tacos and i invite everybody to come and if five people come amazing so just find your pancake and uh start something new and watch how fast people join you find your pancake maggie find your pancake maggie here's the next one hey banana boys i would like some advice i know you typically don't touch on things like relationships and such but I'm recently out of a nine-year relationship, mm. um, and every time I hear Kurt talk about his long-term relationship <laughs> um, before he met his wifey, it makes me feel good. Like, there's something out there for me. Of course. Um, so I would like to hear a little bit more about what Kurt has to say about that. And also, you can be as bananas as possible and tell me what I should do in the interim when I'm single until I find the one. Thank you. Love the pod. You're the best. What an exciting time. Very nice. Oh, the freedom. Oh, and I always think of it like this. Right when you get out of a relationship, I think you're on the beach. You know, you are at a time of transition. You are at a time in between the water and the land. You don't know what it is yet. The sand is wet. It can be water. It can be dry. But it's not, it's nothing solidified yet. So you are at the beach. You go to the beach for a vacation from your life. And this is a little bit of a vacation from your life. And that's so exciting. Yes. I love that metaphor. I love it. So great. That's really true. You don't live on the beach. No. You don't live on the sand. You don't no. even spend the night there. You go there, you escape, and then when it's time to go home, you do. That is so true. My goodness. Well, one, there's no real timeline to anything. No. I think people, Mm-mm. you know, it's almost People like invent move. timelines to stress themselves yes. out. Yes. And everybody gets the worst advice is like, here's what you need to do. You need to go out there and get it on with strangers. And you're like, no, you don't. That might not be your game or your thing at all. Yeah. Um, Don't be afraid of um, dating different types of people, people you've never gone out with before. It's just one date. Yep. It's uh you can do it by your rules, uh, but there's no rush. I currently B and I know nothing of the apps, and I know the yes. apps are now the nothing. thing. But I don't know. I think people always rush to like fix problems instead of sitting still and seeing how they actually feel. That is, you know, I uh th- that's something I learned a long time about sadness and about loneliness as well. Yeah. Because I think that's the one thing that I struggled with the most when I was single was that 
you know, around, you know, I'd be finishing up a show and then like ahead of me, what I would have was just like to go home and go to bed by myself. And then there would just be like this thing tugging at me or be like, well, maybe I'll go to a bar first and see if I can meet somebody because you're just like, don't want to be alone. And yet, and yet, when you actually just, uh, instead of trying to push that loneliness away, sit in it, it transforms into something else. And after Mm. enough time, you actually really enjoy being alone and it's Mm -hmm. so empowering and pleasant and god damn it when you live alone what what a what a dream for the for the for the for the two years that i lived just on my own with no one else Mm -hmm. oh i i loved it you just create your own universe you're the king or queen uh of or or emperor of your tiny little universe and you write the rules you're like david bowie and labyrinth you can be as weird as you want it's wonderful put your jeans in the freezer never take them out it's the best it really is i know i always have to like i used to be worse about it like 10 years ago when somebody would be like yeah we broke up i'd be like that's awesome congratulations <laughs> like i used to get too pumped one because i felt like i was getting a friend back where i could be like you want to hang out thursday but like yes i do so maybe it's time to reconnect with some people you didn't see as much when you were in that nine-year relationship maybe it's about putting yourself back into their lives in a way that works for them reconnect with friends maybe there's somebody you've been meaning to respond to a text for a year and a half well guess what you got all the time in the world now Maybe send some postcards. What I'm saying is you can reach out and think about the other people that might be stuck in the same situation that you feel stuck in, and you can be the one that kind of lifts them out of it, and in doing so, lift yourself out of it. And you know, and that they say, all these studies over and over and over again, say that when people of, who are like 100 look back on the most meaningful relationships in their lives, yeah. it's usually friends that like help them the most. Like Those are the ones that have... They're the ones that help the most to continue on because friends don't change. Like relationships might end, right? Um, but friendships can literally be with you for your entire life, and a lifelong friendship is amazing. So yeah, rekindle those friendships. Also, bone till the morning light. You know that's so <laughs> if you fun. Want to. Yeah, just do it. I don't know what if you're going. You're going what your orientation is, but do it up. It's so fun. If you stay yeah. at the bar until closing, you're going to go home with somebody. <laughs> that is uh, that is an eternal truth. <laughs> no, that's true, depending on your city. But depending like my, on your city. <laughs> my mom was like a health teacher, and she used to do this thing sometimes where she would hold up like a meter stick. So, you know, a meter stick's 100 centimeters. Mm-hmm. And she used to tell her students, you know, high school's four years, and she would point on the meter stick to what four centimeters is. She goes, this is how long you're with me. That's cool. This is how long you're here. So if you look at your life and you go, hey, maybe we get a lucky roll and I get 100 years, you look at that meter stick and you look at nine centimeters compared to that whole thing, you got so much more to do out there. You have so many centimeters to live. So don't. Don't worry about it. The more you get going on with, like Kurt said, with your friends, the more people are attracted to people who are doing things. Yes. I've noticed that my yeah. whole life. If you're the person that goes, oh, we're doing a road trip. We're going to Sedona. They go, oh, that's cool. Can I come? And you go, yeah. Oh, I just got back. I'm doing this thing. Oh, I have a cooking class. Oh, and whenever you have things going on, people want to be a part of the thing going on. And it doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. 
So find some new things, reconnect with people, good friends that you've just lost touch with naturally. Yeah, and look at that meter stick in the corner and go, man, nine centimeters, that ain't nothing. Oh, and just enjoy the beach. Enjoy, enjoy the, the beach. beach. Transitions are are fun. You grow so much. Oh, also, I would say write, 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 write. Like get What's a diary down? and write. Because that is, especially when you're feeling lonely, like get that diary out and write it, write it, get all those thoughts out. It's almost as good as like a therapist, really, yep. like a, a good diary. Ooh, it's wonderful. I learned to enjoy reading when I was alone in a farmhouse at 20 or 21. Whoever, I was dating a nice woman and her mom passed away suddenly, had a heart attack and died. Wow. And so she moved back home and was going to come back up, but you mm -hmm. know, had to handle some things. So I was alone in a farmhouse without- Why were you at a farmhouse? Because well, I was like a trans, she was still taking classes in college and I, I had moved off. We had lost the house that I lived in in school because I couldn't afford to live there without four roommates. So she and I moved in together for the first time wow. into this quaint cottage with a farm and it was incredible <laughs> we planted a garden and then it all went to hell when this horrible thing happened oh. and so i found we were going to cook meals it was going to be a very you know you're 21 you're trying to be an adult yeah like uh like maggie or was earlier and then you look back you're like boy was i a little <laughs> bouncing baby boy and so I didn't really have internet, and if it was, it was like dial-up on a really crappy old computer. So it was just me alone in a house and with the person who I cared about so much of the time mourning somewhere else. And I was stuck, and I literally walked over to a bookshelf that the renter had had in there and picked up a book called Snowy Mountain Passage, I think. And it was like about a different angle of the Donner Party, but fictionalized. It was like about somebody who left. And I read every damn word. I looked at every period, every comics. It was like I had never just fallen into a book before. And ever since, I just chew through books. But it, was, it took this loneliness and isolation to make me pivot into something that honestly, it's the reason I made it as a screenwriter is because I suddenly I learned to love to read because I was so incredibly alone. Oh, wow. I've really beautiful. never heard that before. I yeah, that's true. That's true. It was beautiful. And I probably read 10 books that summer. And you know what I did? Because I, you know, I was... I was Ferris Bueller when I was in middle school and high school. I, would, I had every hall pass. I was in every club. I was on every sport. People knew me. Teachers wouldn't yell at me. And so I never read any books. I didn't. What? Read, really? So I, Were you a jock? Uh, I was a great athlete, but I was sort of weird. I, was so, I wasn't a jock. I was never a bully. You were kind of like nice outside of all the cliques. You yeah, looked like I was just kind of skipped in. So you were like Ferris Bueller. Like Ferris Bueller was friends with the stoners. He's friends with the cool kids. He's friends with yeah. the jocks. He's friends That's with right. everybody. So I went and spent the rest of the summer. It's a lonely place to be, Scotty. Well, uh, then I moved to New York and met my people. Uh, yourself yeah. included and I felt like an alien who had suddenly found other people and we we're like oh this is why we all move here and pursue the arts because Isn't we're it? just this weird satellite that everybody thinks is weird Isn't and when they call true? you weird when you're young it hurts your feelings and then suddenly you start to build a career off it and then you're like boy is it good to be weird it's so fun <laughs> but I read The Great Gatsby I read I read every classic you can read Pride and Prejudice I read everything I was supposed to I have read Gatsby. And I understood them because I was a young adult and not yeah. a 14-year-old being forced to read of Mice and Men and going, I don't <laughs> understand 
what this the is dust about. bowl. <laughs> yes, I do have grapes of wrath. I don't care about the Jodes. I read that. I read Vonnegut. I read everything. I read Beloved. I like. I just read whatever was I was supposed to have read, but from an adult's point of view, and I was like, these are good books, actually. <laughs> Oh, that is such a nice, that is a nice idea too, to just get into a good book. I love, you know, it's like, it's so hard nowadays for me to find a book that I just like am obsessed with it without it being like the trashiest of sci-fi. For some reason, the trashiest of sci-fi is the thing Mm. that sucks me in and I'm just like, I got to get back to that world. You know, it's got to be smart and everything, but. Don't judge it. I, hit, I mean, I just feel like I'm, I wa- I'm wasting my brain, but I'm reading, right? I'm reading. It's well, it's, good. Yeah, it's, a, it's good for your imagination. But yes, embrace the beach. You are on the beach, beach of life. Mm-hmm. There will be a time for you to go home. There'll be a time for you to body surf. Right now, just be comfortable taking a little escape from your reality. Oh, that is wonderful. Well, that is that is all the uh, the advice that we have right now. Well, um, that's fun. That is fun. Scotty, you're about to go home for the holidays. What are you looking forward to the most? Well, I can't wait to see the whole family. I do hope it snows because apparently it hasn't really been snowing on the East Coast that much. Uh, in well, that would be amazing if you got snow. Yeah, I want to do some snow tubing with my nephews. I want to... Uh I want to eat some seafood because, you know, Marylanders just do crab cakes and steamed shrimp, right? So I'm sure the first night I land, my parents will drive me directly to a place to eat some you know sort of salad of the sea. <laughs> I've been, I just got some, some raw shrimps and just did them up with a little bit of butter and garlic. And my God, and a little bit of lemon. Mm. My God, that is a goddamn good meal. It you tastes so delicious, it and does. it's so easy. It takes four minutes to cook. I know. Shrimp are comically, like, the thing about shrimp, they're just cooking one minute. You're like, yeah. one minute on this side on the grill, flip it over, great. Barbecue sauce, I'm eating. You got some Kerrygold butter. You are good to go. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, but I really am looking so forward to Philly and Pittsburgh because they're show their afternoon shows, so we're gonna be able to go out and get dinners afterwards and mm-hmm. you and me can hang out and our yum, friends yum. are coming in. It's just gonna what a treat. What a treat that we get to do this. And thank you everybody for listening and for coming out to the live shows. We love doing them we so much. We really do. It's nice to meet you. Yeah, and guys, have a great, great end of the year. And yep. we'll see you next year. Happy Burr. holidays from the Banana Boys. Burr. Burr. Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The Catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas. Bananas. Follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.